Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed, I'm Greg Bishop, and the State House coming back to session tomorrow. They're going to hold a special session just about a little over a week from when they held another special session to deal with uh, legislative maps. But this one, the House is going to take up a pretty sweeping energy proposal that could change the state of Illinois' energy landscape over a quarter of a century. Some of the top line items are subsidizing nuclear power, subsidizing renewable energy, closing coal-fired plants by 2045. What's the impact going to be on the manufacturing sector? Now we join with uh, Illinois Manufacturers President and CEO Mark Denzler on the WMAY Morning News feed to get the latest. Mark, uh, of course, we've been watching this thing come together piecemeal. A lot of uh, closed-door negotiations, uh, some attempts to bring this up during uh, the tail end of spring session, uh, even the Senate going into overtime. Uh, But uh, then things fell apart, and then it comes back, and uh, everybody was kind of anticipating something as to what we're seeing play out now with some special session days carved out uh and now we have an actual special session for the house coming back but i don't know what bill it's going to be is it going to be senate bill 18 or is it going to be a different senate bill or what's the latest you've heard on uh what exactly this proposal is going to be good morning well good morning greg thank you for having me and and this is a very important topic and it's something that impacts Every resident of Illinois and every business in the state of Illinois, and it's going to have, as you noted, a profound impact on the energy marketplace, uh, particularly impacted the manufacturers who I represent who use one-third of all energy in the United States. And so any change to our competitive marketplace really has an, uh, an outsized impact on the industrial sector in the state. But at the end of the day, a couple of things we know, and one is this is going to be uh, the most expensive rate hike in Illinois history. And so Every household is going to pay more for electricity. Every business is going to pay more. Um, but, you know, there's discussions about decarbonization and the use of renewable energy and what we do with our nuclear fleet, which is critically important to Illinois. I will say that, that nuclear power is nearly half of our energy, and it operates in the middle of polar vortexes and 100-degree weather. So, you know, lawmakers are looking to see what they can do to make sure that the nuclear fleet stays open. But this is a this is a substantial change in Illinois' energy market that we probably will see a vote on this week. Mark, when it comes to some of the issues uh, concerning reliability, you mentioned nuclear, uh, but uh, the, you know we see a lot of that supporting uh, parts of northern Illinois. When it comes to southern Illinois uh, and central Illinois even, uh, do we have that uh, as part of the ongoing grid infrastructure where we can draw from that baseload energy created by nuclear, or do you foresee that coal power is still going to be uh, very much what's drawn upon to get that base load of energy that's needed, not just to turn the lights on at home, but to keep manufacturers manufacturing. Well, and, and that's a great point, Greg. We think lost in this whole discussion, there's been little to no discussion of cost and reliability. Uh, in the MISO territory, which is southern and central Illinois, um, Illinois has two regional grids, and in the MISO or southern central Illinois grid, we're already a net importer right now. We have the Clinton nuclear power plant, but one of our concerns is, is if we shed baseload capacity, if they close uh, coal or gas-fired facilities, and we don't have the energy to backfill that, then we are going to have reliability issues. We've seen that in California, who most recently announced five new gas plants because they were having supply issues, and they were having rolling brownouts and blackouts in California, and that's something we want to avoid here. And, and Greg, they, they have an ambitious plan to get to 40% renewable energy. 
And and we are manufacturers are committed to sustainability. I, I've got to note that we've increased uh, our output by 18% while reducing emissions by 21% over the last decade. So we're not saying no to anything, but you have to have a plan. You can't just close baseload capacity. And then when we don't have enough power, say, oops, what are we going to do? How are we going to go back and fix it? And if we don't have the capacity here in Illinois, we're then going to have to go out and be a buyer. And we lose that competitive advantage that we that we enjoy today being among the bottom 10 states when it comes to energy. So, again, legislators and the governor need to think about reliability and make sure that we have those electrons when uh, available when we need the power. Now. Lawmakers have said that uh, this is not going to be the end of the discussion, uh, even if this passes this sweeping measure to change the policies for energy production in the state of Illinois over the next quarter of a decade or quarter of a century, rather. Uh, then, you know, they could come back in a couple of years and deal with these things. Uh, but one thing I, I have yet to, to see is what kind of production is wind and solar going to to have is it going to be something that i don't know two years from now we all of a sudden see some incredible breakthroughs or you know you're in the manufacturing uh, sector mark uh with the illinois manufacturers association what can you tell us what's on the horizon are we going to see a revolutionary change to renewable energy that's going to be able to replace the power of coal-fired generation well, I think manufacturers, it's a great point. We not only use it, we create these new energy sources. And manufacturers are committed to uh, sustainability, and we're making improvements and new technology literally every single day. But our concern, again, is make, it's great to have aspirational goals. Renewables are certainly an important part of the energy mix, along with nuclear and coal and natural gas. But, again, Greg, I would point out that the state originally had a, a goal in 2007 to have 20% renewable by 2020, and then they increased it to 25% by 2025, and now we want 40% by 2030 uh, use of renewables. But if every current project on the drawing board and everything that's been built, we're still less than 10% renewable. So we have to jump from 10% to 40% within a decade, which you know, is going to be extremely difficult. And again, this is replacing good baseload power. And we need to make sure, again, that power is generated in, in polar vortexes in the heat of summer, because as we all know, the sun doesn't shine 24 hours a day and wind doesn't blow 24 hours a day. And so, again, we've got to be very concerned about the impact on reliability. And in Springfield, particularly CWLP power plant, you know, that, as you know, has bonds and we're impacted here that if they shut down that facility early, we may still be on the hook for paying bonds while not getting power from that facility. So it's really got a profound impact on Springfield as well. And the uh, indications are that there's going to be uh, added to the proposed bill uh, regulations with uh, regular increased uh, carbon um, remediation imposed upon uh, coal-fired power plants like CWLP and Prairie State Generation Facility. Mark Densler with the Illinois Manufacturers Association with us on the WMAY morning news feed to react to a uh, sweeping energy proposal that uh, the Illinois House could take up when they return for a special session. Session Thursday. That's tomorrow. Uh, but Mark, of course, with this is going to be, uh, you know, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars in ratepayer subsidies for uh, Exelon. Uh, they're on slate for uh, closing down a couple of their uh, nuclear generation facilities without something like this from the state of Illinois. But you've also got the subsidies for uh, the renewable energy. Do we have an estimation as to how much uh, of an increase in in utility rates uh this could mean for uh consumers not just residential but even for those large consumers like manufacturers 
Well, we are, and that's one of the concerns. So the members of the General Assembly believe it's, it's quote-unquote, only a 7.1% increase for industrial rate payers. Uh, according to some of our discussions with utilities, we think it could be as high as 12 or 15%. Commercials, so your restaurants and your bars and your grocery stores, you know, probably somewhere between 5 and 10% increase. And for residential, you know, they're, they're looking 4 to $5 a month at least. AERP anticipated it could be as high as $15 a month for residential customers. So, you know, that's one of the things. They haven't done a whole lot of cost studies to really determine what the impact is on rates. And then secondly, jobs, they talk about, you know, adding 6,000 renewable energy jobs. And some of these are short-term jobs, but, you know, they're not talking about what's the impact going to be on the loss of manufacturing jobs that are good, high-paying jobs. Because once those jobs go away, they're probably not coming back to Illinois. Mark Denzler, Illinois Manufacturers Association. I know you're watching this closely, and we'll check back in to get your reaction to whatever happens with this proposal tomorrow when they return for a special session in the Illinois House. Greatly appreciate it. Be safe out there, all right? Thanks, Greg. Take care.